and welcome to Marketing Confidential. I'm one of your hosts, Tammy Munson. And I'm Debbie Tortorici. How are you, girl? I am doing okay. Doing okay. Yay. Yeah, not 100%, but we're pretty darn close. So this this podcast will air July 5th, and probably when it, as it's being released to the world, I will be in surgery at that moment. <laughs> so... If you're thinking about it, say a quick prayer, good vibes, whatever whatever it is, I would definitely appreciate that. Wow, girl. Yeah. We'll be thinking about you for sure. Well, thank you. Do we, do we need to send food and wine? <laughs> wine is always appreciated. Um, okay. I think we're good on the food front. My husband, Dan, uh, who I've talked about on the show once or twice before. He is going to be around for about five days, for the first five days, to help me with anything that I may need or want. So I'm very grateful for him that he's, he, he's willing to take off some time from work and hang out with me and basically be at my beck and call. <laughs> he's a good one. He is. I'm, I'm a very, very blessed lady. Very blessed. So I'll be out of commission work-wise for a little bit, but we shouldn't have any interruption in any of the podcasts. So we'll see how surgery goes. And next time I will fill everyone in on how it went and all that kind of good stuff. All righty. This week we have a fabulous guest. Very excited about talking to Vinny. Uh, we've had pretty much all of his staff. <laughs> Yeah. On the show, we've had Andy and Scott and, of course, Debbie. So we're finally getting Vinny on the show, and we have a lot of great conversation up for you. Very excited about that. We'll get to that in just a few moments, but I wanted to talk a little bit about what we kind of talked about last time on the show and about how going from using a to-do list to using a results list so I don't know if everyone has tried to do this, but basically if you missed the last show and you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about, basically it's all about using a results list instead of a to-do list. Make your to-do list, but then focus on the results of that list. Don't concentrate so much on the, on the to-do list. Write your, you know, all the things you're accomplishing and then you can't, your brain kind of flips the script a little bit. I tried it. It worked really well for me last week as well as this week. Uh, all of my pre-surgery things are about 90% done, which is good because I have about another week before the surgery. So how's it going for you, Deb? Did you try it? I did try it. And the way my, my workday works now is totally different. That's awesome. Totally different. I love it. Well, before I was sort of throwing darts, um, I had notes on uh, paper, I had notes on post-it notes, I had notes on cards, I had notes for notes, and sometimes I got my do list done, and sometimes it was just impossible. But what this has forced me to do, and I do mean forced me to do, is to concentrate on the things that I need to do for the day. Mm hmm for for my business before I actually attempt to log in to social media or do anything beyond my basic 
right. correspondence. Right. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a good thing because I'm not – before it was get up, get your coffee, go do your first major client's work get another cup of coffee and sit down with Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And that's where the dart throwing began because almost instantly there was a notification that I had a message or someone would needing something, post something like, and, yeah. and tag me online. And then, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Day shot and yeah. nothing actually, well, things done eventually but not when they actually needed to be done. Right. And you sort of so, go down the rabbit hole sometimes, I think. Yeah. You yeah. go, well, let me see what's going on, on with social media. And then this person may need something or this person has a question or you get tagged in this post. Well, let me go see what that's about. And you can quickly get so involved in that and you kind of leave all the things that you're supposed to be doing off to the side because you've gone down way way down that hole correct and, and it, it's worse even than just going down the pinterest rabbit hole which i'm known to do on <clears throat> occasion um i think we are or in into um the ancestry yeah rabbit hole mm-hmm. um i'm working with a genetic genealogist who will message me all hours of the day and night and if I ever once look at my messages, my day's over because there are a thousand things that she wants me to do or look at or take care of. Right. So, you know, I have, I just really had to call a stop to it all mm-hmm. and make my day in my control instead of being in everybody else's control. Right. And that's I, the key I, right there. What you just said. So say that again for all the people in the back of the room. Making my day in my control instead of everybody else's. Exactly. I actually control how things get done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay. And isn't it amazing, even this small, this one little thing that, that you did led to so many other things that are all in the best interest of you and your business and getting the things done that you need to get done without going without all the social media stuff happening. Well, it is. And, and I'm not up at 11, 12 o'clock going, oh my God, just let me get done with this. No. Right. Exactly. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm so excited to hear that. And I'm, I hope- I'm really happy you, you brought that up. It's a wonderful way of dealing with your day. Yeah. So big shout out. I did not come up with this. I wish I had, but Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis over on their Instagram morning show, they're on a little bit of a hiatus right now. They'll be back in in the fall, but they are the ones that initially started talking about this. And it's something that Rachel uses in her day-to-day life, her business and has for years. Make sure I want to make sure that everybody knows that it's not me. (laughs) Rachel Hollis is the one that first mentioned it and I figured, hey, I'll give it a shot. Let me see if this actually works, what she's talking about. And it obviously does. So if you, any of you out there listening have done this and whether it's worked or whether it didn't work, we want to hear about it. So definitely drop us a line, send us something, make a comment in the Facebook group, however you want to contact us and let us know, is it working for you? We'd love to hear about it. And if you haven't tried it, get in touch. We'll show you how to do it. It's super easy and it's super easy to implement. It's not a bunch of steps. It's literally two things. (laughs) It's the simplest thing 
ever as far as getting control of your your work day. Um, I've been working since I was 16, and I've never, never, ever done this. Mm -hmm. It's always been make that do list, and you cross that do list off. And then, you know, what's what's left on the do list goes to tomorrow, and (laughs) and that list gets longer and longer and longer. But when you actually have a results list to look at, for some reason, that list doesn't look that long the next day. Exactly. One of the things that that I noticed, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, I'll make my to-do list and I'll sit there and I'll, you know, I have a personal one and, and obviously a business one. And I'll go, oh my goodness. And then I'll find something else to do because I become so overwhelmed with that list. I go, you know what? I'm going to go watch some TV with my daughters. I'm going to go run the Target. I'm not going to focus on the things because it's so overwhelming. But with using this results list, it wasn't that bad because I make my list the night before and I may have to add a thing or two in the morning depending on what emails coming in and if there's any emergency type situations that I may have to deal with. But then I don't look at it again, really. I, I start at number one and I work my way through it and I add my results list and I keep my results list in front of me at all times just so that I can see it. And that's what I'm focusing on. Look at all the stuff I've gotten done today. And it's almost like I'm in a competition with myself <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I got five things done yesterday. Can I do six today? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how it goes. But, but that's me. That's me. Well, I tell you, it's, it's one of the best things to ever happen as far as my business is concerned. That's and awesome. If you, That's awesome. Like I said, like you said, like I said, if you haven't tried it, you have to try it. You mm-hmm. really have to try it. The overwhelm almost instantaneously. It really does because you find that you're not focused on that to-do list. Focus on getting the stuff done, getting it completed, writing, being able to write it on your list. Hey, I'm, I'm done with this part. My part of that to do is done. So definitely go ahead and try it. If you need help with anything, let us know. We're more than happy to walk you through it. I think it was the last show or maybe the show before that we kind of talked about Genesis 3.0.1 being released. What's going on with that, Deb? Genesis posted 3.0 originally and 3.0 sort of blew up. 95% of the Genesis sites online. Wow. Um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. What happened was there was a line that was not written properly um, with respect to the customizer. So oh, okay. everybody's sites reverted back to the original colors and type styles. And uh, it was some, not, not fun. Um, fortunately, though, they got on it like white on rice and within a few hours they had 3.0.1 and frankly I let 3.0.1 just sit because I didn't want to risk another tragedy so many of my clients have older Genesis themes and I, I just once I saw the problem I didn't want to create the problem for any of them I was willing to deal with it on my own right um so but it's safe now to... It is, it to- is, it is. Um, there haven't been any further updates at this point, but it is a working edition of 
Genesis. So if you have a uh, Genesis Pro child theme, mm-hmm. upgrade away. And that would be the a lot of the Studio Press themes, not the third party, yeah. but the actual Studio Press themes. Right. Some of the third parties are not ready. Mm-hmm. Check check your um, designer site okay. to see if they have updated um, yeah. the theme. And download your new um, copy of your child's name. Now, there will need to be work done, of course, because you can't just install that and have it be just as your site is now. Right. Um, there's some back-end back end work that needs to be done in order to get that done properly. And, of course, if you need help with that, holla. Call Debbie. Email her. Yep. I'd be the one. And what about the um, WordPress? Is it okay to do Genesis and, and WordPress now? Yeah. Right. WordPress is 5.2.2, I think. Um, at, at any rate, WordPress is safe to update after you've done a full backup. Yes. Back it up first, y'all. Seriously. Yeah. Before you do anything else, go back it up. Because it's gonna, it'll cost you major, major bucks to get it fixed through anybody. But um, on, on the topic of WordPress and hosting and cleanups and... Mm-hmm. Whatever. I didn't put the word out um, this week, but it's a good time to back up your site and do any updates that need to be done. That includes plugins. I was in a site this week, and I won't mention any names. It's nobody that anybody knows anyway. The site was instantiated on January of 2017 mm-hmm. and has not been updated since. <laughs> we'll just say that they got hacked. They have a malware problem. And, you know, if you cannot do your updates, you don't understand how that works, you can't do your backups, Mm -hmm. we're here. We do them. The basic plan is $24.95, and that gets me into your site at least twice a month to check for updates, to do updates, to do backups, and to check your plugins. The upgrade plan is $49.95. That keeps me in your site daily. We scan, we keep you backed up, and your chances then are less than ever that you're going to be hit. doesn't mean you're not ever going to be hit. It just means that those chances are reduced incrementally. Absolutely. Highly recommend it, y'all. Highly recommend it. And if you're not hosting with us, come on, let's talk. So everybody go out. And uh, if you're not hosted with Debbie, I highly recommend that you do all of my sites are with Debbie and I have yet to have any kind of problems. If you're not, definitely get in contact with her. You won't regret it. So um, with that, why don't we jump right into this interview with Vinny because I'm dying to talk to him finally and uh, we'll, we'll be back. I'm so excited about our featured guest today and I know you will be too. Today's featured guest is none other than the infamous Vinny Tortorich. Vinny is a health and fitness expert who has spent almost 40 years showing people how to lose and keep off the weight. His book, Fitness Confidential, and podcast of the same name have helped and inspired people to reach their goals. Welcome to the show, Vinny. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We're so happy that you're here. Hey, Vinny. Happy to be here. How are you doing, Deb? Doing well. Glad you're here. <laughs> well, you know, I, it, it, I've been looking forward to this all day because, uh, 
I've been doing my podcast, <laughs> one after the other. <laughs> and about an hour ago, I was doing them. Like, I'm, it's just one after the other. I'm looking at them, and I, I finally said, what's coming down the pike? What's coming down the pike? I got, I got to see what's coming. And I went, oh, someone else gets to do the heavy lifting. I could just sit back. <laughs> right. Just answer questions and talk about whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. So when I was doing some prep for the show, Vinny, I was reading on your website about that you are the angriest trainer. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, it's funny. When when I first got on the Internet, you got to remember, you know, this is like eight years, nine years ago. I had written a book, and the book wasn't out yet, and everyone kept explaining to me that. The only way to sell anything nowadays was to go on a computer. And look, I get it. You know, now everybody would go, oh, yeah, of course you're supposed to be on the computer. But eight or nine years ago, I just didn't know how to be on the computer or what to do on a computer. I, I knew it was like more, you know, younger people were doing it. And mommy bloggers were a big thing. Or And then I, I learned that they didn't want to even be called mommy bloggers. They wanted to be called mom bloggers. And I didn't really get the difference. And all of this kind of stuff was going on, right? And um, <laughs> someone said, okay, if you want to sell your book, you have to do something on the internet. So I started a website right. and then I looked around and, and no one was coming to my website at all. And I went, well, why, why does this, and it's like, well, people don't just come to your website. You have to figure out how to get people to get to your website. Mm -hmm. So I put into the Google machine, I, I, <laughs> how to become popular on the internet. Right. Oh. And um, you had to have uh, a hook. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you do this? Right. Because, and by the way, I read one book called What Would Google Do uh, by a guy named Jeff Jarvis, who I, I kind of respected him as, you know, he was a writer for years and the whole thing. And Jeff said, oh, you just have to have a platform and just kind of fill out that platform and then figure out a way to get people to it. So I, I had this knowledge that I had to figure out how to bang a drum, beat a drum loud enough that someone might hear it. Right. Um, but I was completely, not was, I still am completely computer illiterate. That's how I know Debbie, because she she's one of those people that facilitate my my craziness and, and allows me to, <laughs> to just kind of run free on the internet. And, and they make all the stuff. Like, I'll say, make this happen. And they'll okay. say, well, that you can't do it that way. I'll say, well, make it happen anyway. And then they figure it out. And, <laughs> and that's what goes on. And so I Googled how to get famous on the internet. Uh -huh. And I came across a, a YouTube video of a girl named, um, I'll never forget this name, Jenner, Jenner, Jenna Marbles, Jenna Marbles. Do you guys remember Jenna Marbles? No. She was an early YouTube sensation. And by the okay. way, the person who kind of told me to go look this up was um, the famous comedian Howie Mandel. His son, Alex Mandel, said, go look up Jenna Marble. So I did. And there was a young girl sitting on the edge of her bed in her bedroom. Uh -huh. I'm saying young girl. She was maybe 18 years old. And she was wearing a bikini. And she was very sad. And the reason she was sad was because she spends all of her money on this bikini, yet she didn't have enough money to get to spring break. So no one was going to be able to see her in her new bikini. Uh -huh. So she was showing it to the world on on the Internet, you know, on, on YouTube. Uh -huh. I have to go find this. Yeah, I, you got to look it up and see if it's still there. 
um, because I saw it exactly one time, and she was kind of pouting and going, no, I don't get to leave because I don't have any money or whatever she was saying. And so I looked at that, and I thought to myself, hmm, I don't have a bikini, and um, it's not going to work for me. And so then I pulled up another video. Like I saw something else that looked interesting. Uh-huh. And there was a guy who he <laughs> – and. After I saw this, I, I thought about just putting a bikini on because I went, man, this is big year. This, this next guy had like a little model boat with it, like an engine on it, like a motorboat uh-huh. that you could just put in the water and just can remote control it. He, he had a squirrel on a set of water skis, that a real squirrel, like he trained the squirrel. And yes. like the squirrel is not holding a rope or anything because squirrels can't really do that. But he somehow, the squirrel was on, like, what this guy fashioned out of skis, and the boat was pulling the skis, and the squirrel just stayed on the skis. And I looked around and went, okay, I don't have a squirrel. I didn't have a bikini or a squirrel or anything. So I gave up. I just said, there's no way I'm going to become famous on the Internet. So I just happened to be talking to my nephew um, a couple of days later, and he I said, hey, you're young, you're a millennial, you know about the internet. He goes, yeah, I know a little bit. I said, how do you become famous on the internet? And he just started laughing. And he goes, you don't decide to become famous on the internet. I said, no, I saw this girl, Jenna Marbles, and she put a bikini on and she's famous. She had like a million or two or three million. Yeah, I said, this girl's got like millions of people looking at her. And he goes, well, that's not going to happen for you because the reason they're looking at her is because she's hot. Right. I went, okay. So what are you saying? All this time, I thought you were modeling yourself after Jillian Michaels. Yeah. I've been so wrong. Yeah. So he said, why don't you do a podcast? And I said, well, what's that? And he said, it's like a radio show, you know? And I said, well, what do you mean like a radio show? I mean, you know, he goes, on the internet. It's a radio show on the internet. I said, well, do I have to join something or join like a service? He goes, no, anybody can talk into a mic and just put it out. It, it was so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. And he said, he goes, look, when, when I was a kid, when meaning him, mm-hmm. he said, I remember you were living in New Orleans and you had a radio show. He goes, I was too young to really listen to it, but I remember everyone used to talk about your radio show and you were really popular. And I said, okay. So I just do a radio show online, and he goes, yeah. I said, well, can you set me up? And he goes, no, I'm in Louisiana. You just got to find someone there who can kind of set it up for you, and then you just talk into a mic, and then you upload it to this, and you download it to that, and bada bing, bada boom. And already he was talking Greek, right? Right. I, Right. I, I got the concept of talking to people online through some sort of mechanism what I didn't understand was the term upload and download and medium load and no load at all. I, I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> and Debbie will tell you that. I just tell people to do stuff. I don't know what yep. the terminology is, right? Yep. Yep. Nor do I want to know. Um, you just so, need someone to make the magic happen, right? Yeah, just <clears throat> turn the Google machine on and just let me talk, right? right. So <laughs> I called my only friend that I knew, knew anything about talking into a mic and her name was Nancy, and I said, Nancy, would you do this with me? And she said, I would, but I'm super busy, and I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but why don't you call Anna Vocino, who I had met once before, um, because Nancy had bought Anna some workout sessions with me, and Anna wasn't really into it. Right. 
So when I called Anna, she thought I was going to try to make her work out. <laughs> I said, don't worry, I'm not coming over. I won't come over. And I told her about this book I had written and I had no way of selling it and the whole thing. And mm-hmm. she didn't want to really hear it. You know, she was like, yeah, just another guy who thinks he's got a book in LA. And, you know, everyone's got a book and a movie script and, you know, everyone wants to be an actor and director and writer. And so Anna, Anna didn't really have time for me. And I said, Anna, do me a favor. Can I send you a PDF of my book? And I'm, I'm going to ask you to read 10 pages. And if you don't like it, put it down. Don't even call me back. Just don't call me. She goes, I I tell you what I'll do. She goes, I'm leaving in the morning for Hawaii, family vacation. I love reading books on the beach. I promise to try to read it. She goes, but if it sucks, just know that. I'll just call you back and tell you no way. I said, that's fair enough. So about two days passed, and I kind of forgot about Anna. You know, I was looking up other ways to become famous. I was thinking about the squirrel in a bikini and all the stuff. And All you, you know, needed was like, a squirrel in a bikini. Well, I was thinking, do I look better? Does gray chest hair look better with yellow or red? <laughs> you know, that, that's where I was heading. Logically. So, yeah, you, 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 I want to put my best foot forward if I'm going to wear a bikini. Right. I, you know. Exactly. So my phone rang and I saw it was Anna calling and I, I went, here we go. Here comes the nail in the coffin, coffin where she's going to say, enough is enough, dude. You need to move on. And she said, I read your book in one day. Wow. And I said, really? She goes, I couldn't put it down. She goes, I couldn't start vacation until I finished your book. And I said, awesome. you, you liked wow. it? And she was like, no, I loved it. She goes, I, I can't believe what I just read. And if any of this is true, she goes, we need to talk. I'll be back in a week. Let's sit down. And she, just like Nancy told me, she was super busy, right? So I, I said, okay, all right, that's, that's fine. She goes, but I'll do three shows with you. And we'll just do the three shows and we'll get you started. But then you're going to have to be on your own. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So when I got to her house that Sunday, we didn't do three shows. We did five shows. I talked her into two more because when I started talking, I didn't stop. And she was literally saying, stop, let's start a new show. You've gone an hour. And she, she wasn't planning on filling in, but I kept talking at her. So uh-huh. she had a mic next to her. She kept talking back, right? So we had a rapport right, right from the beginning. It, look, there's some, you know, I don't believe in luck in this world. I really don't, you know, except for the harder you work, the luckier you get. Right, exactly. Right, but the chemistry was there right away. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I was basically doing what I did on WSMB down in New Orleans, you know, 20 years prior, whatever, 25 right. years prior. And she was just filling in because as it turns out, Anna was also an actress who played the part of a sidekick, like a Robin Quivers. Mm-hmm. So she kind of knew how to do that. Right. You know, Mm-hmm. So she was just playing as an actor a, a role. And we did the five shows, and I, I was leaving going, well, at least I have five of these I can spread out over the next year. I didn't know how that was going to work. Right. And Anna goes, what are you doing next Sunday? And I said, <laughs> really? 
She goes, yeah, I, I learned a lot today. As long as I'm learning something from it, you come back for a couple more weeks and just keep teaching me on mic. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I think what we did was we released six shows all at once. And right. this is before the days when everybody and their cousin had a podcast. Mm-hmm. So it grabbed some immediate traction. And we didn't even really understand how it grabbed traction or anything else. We just, you know, people started paying attention to it, right? And that's the, that's the beginning of the whole story. Now, how did I become known as the angriest trainer was your question? Yeah. 20 mm-hmm. minutes ago? <laughs> the answer to that is, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. But, buddy, it stuck. But I love that story <clears throat> that... You knew you needed to do it. You knew that you needed to figure figure this out. You found the people that could help you do it, and you did it, and that's awesome. Yeah, and we're up to – Debbie knows better than me because Debbie works for whatever my organization is called. Innocent um, <laughs> Lifestyles is my parent company. Right. Um, we, have, we have to have close to 1,400 shows out there now, right? We're on 1342 will be the next one. We'll be tomorrow's show, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we're close. So, that's, yeah, and the that's ones I have in the can and everything, I probably have another 30 in the can because, I, you know, I build up shows over time. Right. And so, yeah, we, we, we have a lot of shows, and um, and somehow people are learning stuff from those shows. So it's it's all good. Have you guys had Anna on the show yet? No, not no. yet. We've had Scott. And Andy, and now you, and maybe we'll have to get you. Everybody who I pay, you've had. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Um, and now we, me. We all have some yeah. value to add. And Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I need to go listen to that. I mean, Andy and I were at a baseball game last night, just having a great time. And uh, we've been friends for 29 years now. <laughs> and, um, Back in the Playboy Mansion days, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, sometimes I used to get invited to the mansion, you know, and Andy wasn't invited. You know, I used to get invited by other people. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Andy, I'll see you there tonight. He's like, no, I'm, I'm not invited. I was like, you work for Playboy directly. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was some crazy <laughs> day. It was towards the end of the Playboy era when it was still like a big deal. But yeah, 20-something yeah. years ago, that was bet, kind of a thing. I bet there's stories there. Well, you, not not what you would think. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> there was some, like, interesting times. Like, early on when I was going there, like, I would get invited for fight night because he had a big movie theater in the mansion. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it was during Tyson's era and the whole thing. And I would get invited to go watch Ty- Tyson knocks one out in two minutes. And then, you know, the drinks were flowing and the whole thing. And I knew a couple of the, few of the playmates and, because I was working with him and it wasn't like I was sleeping with him or anything. We, we were all just friends. Right. And, you know, and, and they were friends with people. So like back then the brat pack was a big thing. I don't know if you guys remember the brat pack. I remember you know? the brat pack. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they were all hanging around there. It was like being at St. Elbow's fire or something, you know, because all those people <laughs> in those movies were hanging out at the man, they were, they were all still hot back then, you know, and wh- whoever was hot was hanging out at the mansion, right. right? So they were all there, and 
the guys wanted to date the playmates and the whole thing. And so they were always hanging around and, uh, it, it was, it was really a surreal time <laughs> to be around there, you know? Yeah. You need to write a biography. Well, you know, Debbie, it's funny. Autobiography, a memoir. That was the book that the big companies wanted me to write. You know, they wanted me to do a tell all on Hollywood because I was basically like, you know, Jethro with a tan, you know, I just came from the Bayou, somehow got, you know, thrown into this, this world, you know, and uh-huh. I've had, I've had big book companies come at me and go, Hey, we will give you X dollars, but we need names, dates and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to do that. You know, right. no. and they'll say, well, <clears throat> why won't you do it? You'll make millions. It's like, because I'm not interested in, in ruining someone's life. You know, that, that's not the thing here, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I've never been able to do that. Yeah. Not even a little bit. But that's what they want. You know, they want you. And by the way, is anyone even reading books anymore? I mean, I think yeah. my, my last book, you know, by the way, the upshot of that is, you know, um, I did all the podcasts and everything. My book became a big deal, right. you know, and that wouldn't have happened without the Internet and without any of that. And. I didn't have to throw anyone under the bus, you know, right. yeah. Yeah. I, I was able to, to kind of, you know, keep everyone safe and sacred and the whole thing. I mean, can you imagine if, you know, you know, people know that Howie Mandel and I are friends. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if I just started throwing Howie under the bus, you know, yeah. and, and for what reason? He and, does and a good way, enough job of that himself. Yeah, and, and by the way, I wouldn't even know how to throw him under the bus. He, he's just the nicest guy in the world, you know. And and some of them he were a-holes. Yeah, you know, oh, he, the person you see out there is the guy. That yeah. that's the mm-hmm. guy. I always wondered yeah, that, like watching him on AGT and and different things that he's done throughout the years. I've always wondered, like, is that is that just a persona, or is that actually how he really is day to day? You're looking at the guy. Awesome. I can I can say that with uh, absolute you know just, just straightforward. You are looking at who he is. There is no you know and, and you know even you know all the celebrities I was around. You know some of them were jerks, some of them weren't. Uh, some of them were super nice people, um, but you know usually you can see who someone is. Right. Every now and then the ones that are just like maniacal, you'll go oh my god that's you know that's not the person that's on screen. Or the person that wants you to believe that they're happy and, and blissful and the whole thing. Usually those people are a wreck. Um, yeah. Look at your afternoon talk shows and you'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> or the morning talk show. All those. So, so from lower Louisiana to yeah. upper Louisiana, well, mid-Louisiana, <laughs> to L.A. and a whole different kind podcast, of. which... Yeah, really. That that L.A. Whenever I say L.A., it's, I, I generally refer to Lower Alabama, and people are like, "What? I thought you were in California." <laughs> um, well, you know, we got the Redneck Riviera down there. Yes. Oh yeah, I used to love it. Though. I used to go to Gulf Shores. I had a little Hobie cat I'd take down there, my Hobie sixteen, and just throw it on the beach and get a, a place to stay and just go sailing around there for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Back in the those day. were good days. Those were yeah, the days. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah. Tell us what you got going on now, because I know you've been busy. Yeah, um, a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, I, I just put out a, 
and this is the crazy part. I just put out a movie, um, and it, it's at pre-order right now. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but the movie's on pre-order. And uh, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just super excited about it. I got crowdfunded all this money to, to do a documentary on fat and how we got fat, what's going on, and how we've been lied to, and so on and so forth. And um, I, I I hope and pray that I did everyone proud, everyone that put the money out, because it's not it's not my money, right? right? It's their money. Right. And I didn't turn this into the Vinny show or anything else. I just put out this documentary showing, you know, getting the top experts in the world to talk about what happened and what went wrong. You know, it's just to circumvent all of these lies we're being told. And, I, you know, I had to get it to a a company, a big company, a company way bigger than me. And I didn't think that that was going to happen. Uh, this company, Gravitas Ventures, which puts out a lot of what you see on Netflix and here and there and everywhere, um, they, they picked it up. Uh, the shocking thing was, just like everything in Hollywood, a friend of a friend got me to them, right? And right. The, the thing I always say in Hollywood, someone can, can open a door for you, but you still have to walk through it. You know, just be, it's not like down in the South where you get a kinfolk deal. No one cares about, people only care about, you know, it's a meritocracy here. If you have the goods, they want it. If you don't have the goods, they don't want it. Right. Right. So right. they got me in touch with the president of Gravitas. And I was told that he could be a pretty rough guy in the whole thing and not to take anything to heart. Um, but I'm a big boy. And I said, okay, so I got it to, to Brendan Gallagher. And uh, he he gave me what we call the Hollywood brush. Uh, he goes, hey, look, you know, thanks for sending the movie. You came highly recommended. But we are at Sundance right now. It was this big Sundance film festival. And I will not be able to watch this for several weeks. So don't expect a phone call. Don't call us. We'll call you. I got, you know, that kind of runaround, right? Yeah. So I was expecting the worst. I just wasn't expecting anything to happen. Mm-hmm. So Brendan called me about 24 hours later and said, "Wow, who else is looking at this movie? And uh, I said, no one. You know, I sent it to you guys. Uh-huh. He goes, so no, you're not shopping this anywhere else? I said, no, I have other names, but I figured I'd send them one by one. Right. And you got it first. And he said, we want this movie. Wow. Right? That's and awesome. yeah, he goes, we know exactly how to place it. We want worldwide distribution on it. We want to cut a deal. And I got off the phone. Serena goes, what did he say? I said, he said, I need to get an attorney right away. (laughs) So, you know, we hired an entertainment attorney and we just went through negotiations and got it with Gravitas. Phenomenal. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. I, I, I'm, I'm not really on cloud nine right now, but I'm in a weird place. You guys caught me on a very, very weird day in my life. Because what's happened in the past 24 hours uh-huh. is beyond anything I could have ever imagined. And I haven't said that until right now, um, because I've been living in kind of this weird world. Yesterday, you know, Gravitas told me that at some point this month, you know, the movie would be up for pre-order on iTunes, right? Right. And they said, as soon as it goes up, you need to be ready to go out there and do it. So I said, and Debbie knows this about me. I like to pre-plan everything, get everything ready. So when something's ready, I just, I hit it full bore. Right, Right, Deb? Right. So with this, 
all of a sudden, I'm in between podcasts. I had five podcasts a day yesterday. I happened to be my email was open, and I saw an email pop in there, and it was Brendan Gallagher, and he said, your link is now live. And I had about 30 minutes before my next podcast started, and I didn't waste one minute. I immediately called Scott Mulvaney. I, I don't know if I called Debbie. I called a few people. I said, take this link, put it up now, get it up now. And I did my next podcast. I made it a whole podcast, me and Adam Hutino. We just talked about the movie for one hour. That's coming out on Monday. And then I spent the rest of the afternoon just hitting social media like there's no tomorrow. Um, we took a friend to um, a Dodger game last night, Andy Schreiber and me. Took a friend to the Dodger game. And I just, I told her, you know, she's one of my close friends and she listens to the podcast. And I said, listen, it's going to be rude tonight, but I'm going to be sitting there. And in between every inning, I'm on, I'm on my phone. And I never do that because <laughs> right. when, I, when I go out right. and enjoy myself, I just want to enjoy myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, well, we're like the, number two. Yeah. The long and the short of it is we're number two in documentaries on a pre order up against Apollo 11, which is number one Wow! right now. Last night, we had made it to like number 114 or something uh-huh. on mm-hmm. out of all movies on iTunes. And I don't know how many movies iTunes has, but I'm, I'm assuming it's in the thousands or maybe tens of thousands. Yeah. yeah, probably. So we were in the top 114. Right before this phone call, we were at number 46, I think, something like that, 45 mm-hmm. or 6. Yeah. So, so we're still number two, and you know, and all of that just comes from just an idiot who sits in a spare bedroom, tweeting a lot, you know, and you know, just staying on top of it because right. there is no other way to make any of this stuff happen, you know. Right. It didn't just happen though. That's that's where I go with that. It did not just happen. You move from point A to point B, and from point B to point C, but when you got to point C, you were working, you were working hard and you haven't quit. Right. Getting this, this movie put together, I know how many hours you've put into it. I mean, just because you're in LA doesn't mean you put a a movie together and it's instantly famous. Right. Right. Look, and all of it, you know, everybody, people are kind of calling me an overnight success. It only took me 40 years to get here. You yeah. Know? So if that's overnight, then yeah, the last 40 years got me to where we are now. But, you know, the movie, yeah, look, last summer when we were shooting this thing, I, there was a couple of times at the end of the day where I was just sitting on the front. I have a bench in my front yard that I like to sit. I would be sitting on a bench and Peter Pardini and me, we would be doing like a, I don't know, like a 17, 18 hour day. And there was a couple of times when I said, Peter, I, I think I'm getting sick again. I think I have cancer again. I was that kind of worn out. I, I thought I was getting cancer again. And I, as soon as the movie, as soon as we wrapped that round of shooting, I went into my doctor mm-hmm. and said, I, I need blood tests because I think the big C is back. Right. And they did all the blood tests and said, no, you're just fatigued. You know, your adrenals, everything, your 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 T scores, your you know, everything, you, you know, it's just off. You you're, you're killing exhausted. Yourself. Yeah, I was completely yeah. exhausted. And it's not like I've taken a vacation since then. You know, it's like, you know, I'm still doing it and I'm kinda of waiting for it to 
to happen to where I can like take some time and just go relax for a bit and try to figure out what the next move is. But I'm not there yet, you know, kind of strange. Right. You know, so, so when they talk to you about this passive income you're making. <laughs> you yeah, know. it's passive income, Debbie. <laughs> um, people, my, my friends explain it to me all the time that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, passive income. Um, you guys know how it is, right? You, uh-huh. you put a podcast on the Internet, and you just sit back, and, boy, that money just rolls in. Rolls right. in. Oh, it, my God. It will come. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, all you need is a PayPal account. It will just fill right up. You won't know what to do with it. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, go I want that box, job. The mailbox full of money. Full of yeah. money. You should see how, how the money just piles in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No work. I, you sit on a beach and I, collect. That's all you do. Oh, yeah. I, I call Andy Schreiber every day over at, at uh, Pure Vitamin Club, and I go, hey, man. Are we rich? He goes, oh, yeah, man, just take the rest of the day off. You're, you're so rich. Uh, you need to stop making money. You know, uh, Beyonce is embarrassed at how rich you are. You know? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Jay-Z, can't, Jay-Z looks at you and goes, oh, my God. Look at that guy. How do I, I want, become I him? I want to be him. I want to be Vinny. Yeah, yeah. Warren Buffett called and said, you can, you can have my airplane. Yeah, just take you got that kind of money here, or none of that happens. By the way, right. yeah, you know, passive income is is a lie. I don't know anyone who on the internet that I know personally who can passively make income. Um, I'm up at five o'clock every morning. I stop somewhere around ten, ten thirty at night. Mm-hmm. You know, now look. Truth be known, I take an hour and a half or two hours out of the middle of most days. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened in the past week, but right. I, I take an hour and a half to two hours of what I call, you know, my own time where I go work out, go to the gym, get out of the house. Uh, I might go for a bike ride, mountain bike ride. If I'm super busy, I'll get on my spinner in my office. I have a paddle machine in my office where I can assimilate paddling. You know, sometimes, you know, every Saturday, Debbie knows I block out Saturdays. I, I either hike or kayak the whole day because that way I could get away from the whole world, you know, and just do something else. But if I'm not doing that, it's 16, 17 hour days, if not 18 hour days. How many times do I ask you, do you ever sleep? <laughs> because oh, I wake yeah. up in the morning and I have like four text messages and then two phone calls before seven o'clock. Damn, he doesn't ever sleep. Yeah, and that's five o'clock my time because we're two hours yeah. different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah, point is, is that you're that always working. Whatever the thing is, you're working it. It doesn't just happen that right. you put up a podcast and you've got how many followers now? That didn't we don't just know, but yeah, happen. it's like a million downloads or something a month or something yeah, like that. Um, I don't really look that often, but I'm always told that I do really well in that space. But, you know, people goof about the Kardashians and they'll go, they're not talented. They don't do anything. And they, no, they do a lot. They, they're they not just making money. You know, whatever that machine is, mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian, she's working that machine every day, all day, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in their category. 
and I'm not quite sure I want to be in their category. It you know, seems like it's too invasive, you know, because as it is, um, you go places and, you know, I, I, I never have a beer. But if I wanted to have a beer, I, I know people are looking because yeah, yeah. I'm recognizable now that, you know, mm-hmm. that's not a good thing. It's uh, That's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. And I see it, you know, like there's a local bar down the street and I'll walk in and, you know, if I order anything more than a scotch and and I see people at the bar taking pictures of what I'm drinking, you know, and you don't know where that's going to end up. So, yeah, you can't do anything wrong. I tell Serena, I can never cheat on you, you know, (laughs) I'll cheat on you and then it'll be on Facebook before I get home. Right. Uh, Yeah. So she's pretty safe. (laughs) true that so i talk to clients all the time that think well i i've done this and i've done that and it should just happen and and i always sit there and i go no it shouldn't just happen you have to put in the time you have to put in the work you have to pay the dues along the way it doesn't you know you don't write a blog post and instantly you're the next mommy blogger today and you've got all this income coming in. It just doesn't work like that. Well, is that what, who are you talking to? Are these millennials or who are you talking Uh, to? The people that I work with, they're probably 30, 40 years of age. And, you know, and they see other bloggers like Reed Drummond, uh, Pioneer Woman, who started a blog and took a bunch of pictures. And now she's got, you know, cookware and Walmart and she's got the Food Network show and she's got all these, multiple sources of income coming in oh that all happened overnight yeah she you know she was working on her craft a lot longer before but people just look and see well oh she just this just happened overnight for her and and it should happen for me too so it's i'm always like no you have to put in the time you have to put in the work you know it's not just you work a couple hours a day and it instantly happens no you have you you've got to put in early mornings late nights weekends sacrificing time with your family, your friends, whatever the case may be, to get where you want to be. Yeah, and I think that's the part that no one understands. I mean, I was out here doing, you know, commercials and all that stuff for a gazillion years. You know, a lot of people say to me, they say, how is it we could, you could just pop a mic on and just blurt something out and then turn it off and there it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, when you do a million laps, that's how that happens. It, right. you, you know, you, you can't be self-conscious when the camera comes on. You can't worry about this. You just pop it on. Um, sometimes when I'm at the top of a mountain, like last weekend, I was at the top of a mountain, and one of my sponsors, um, um, Drop an F-Bomb, wanted, they gave me a new sausage link that they're putting out that you can carry while you're hiking, mm-hmm. and they needed me to do a promo for them. Uh-huh. So when I left that morning, I threw a few sausages in my backpack, and when I, I was 10,000, 200 feet up in the air, there was this young girl up there and her boyfriend. I said, hey, you mind just holding this camera steady on me for a minute? And she said, yeah. And she didn't know what I was going to do. And uh, I said, just nod your head when the camera's on. She nodded her head. I went, you know, something to the effect of, hey, guys, Vinny, I'm on the top of Mount Baldy. I have this new product from Drop an F-Bomb. It's a sausage. And I'm trying it for the first time, and I opened it up, and I took a bite into it. And, oh, my God, this is so delicious. You need to try it. Dropping that bomb.com. Go check it out right now. Blah, 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 blah. And, um, 
and then she turned the camera off and she goes, who are how you? Long did, where, where did that, was there a script? What were you? And I said, nah, I just uh, made it up. And right. she goes, were you thinking about that all the way up here? And I said, no, just like most guys, I was thinking about getting laid. And um, <laughs> her boyfriend started laughing and she had a confused look on her face and I turned around and walked away. But you see, that's what people don't realize. And, you know, when we do Tuesday tips, Andy will call me and say, I need a Tuesday tip right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll just turn the phone around and blah, 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 blah. Here it is. Go run. You can't waste all day doing the stuff, right? right. No. You have to get it out. You know, it's triage. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you're running gun a lot of times. And, uh, you know, because it's more important to get it out there than to get it perfect, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Absolutely. And, and that's the thing doesn't need to be perfect get it out there get your message get your content delivered to whatever platform it's going to be on and that's the most important thing it doesn't need to be picture perfect or pinterest perfect exactly and, and you know another thing is you know yesterday for instance when when brendan sent me the thing a couple of people in and around me people who work for me said this is bullshit man you should have given us a warning now we got to i said hey, shut up just shut up let's go you know, this is like, you know, that would be like a fireman going, the fire bell goes off. This is bullshit. That house is burning out. They should have given us a warning that they were going to burn their house down. No, <laughs> the house starts burning. You go down that pole and you get, you get dressed on, on, on the, on the fire truck on the way there. Right. You know, yeah. that's right. what we had to do yesterday. And guess what? We put the fire out. We got it out there and we, and, and we got to number two. And when I, when I woke up this morning, by the way, I, I got home from the game and I didn't go to bed until one thirty, two o'clock because I was still tweeting back to every single person who said, I just ordered it, either whether it was on tw- Twitter or Instagram or wherever. And there was hundreds of them, if not a thousand. Right. And I said, I'm not going to bed until I thank every one of these people. Mm-hmm. And then I was up at five o'clock telling Serena, hey, we have to do a newsletter. This, it has to go out right now. And that is, I'm bragging about me, but that's what everyone has to do. That That's day one. And that's day two. And that's day three. You do it over and over and over. There is no set it and forget it ever, period. Mm-hmm. It really bothers me when I see people saying, oh, you can make, you know, six figures and you just get all this passive income. You set it up and it just makes the money for you. And you could sit on a beach somewhere in florida just collect the money and no just buy my sales funnel yeah (laughs) debbie will be the first to tell you every time someone says man you got a big audience you can get these people you can send them down sales funnels and you can make millions that's something i've never done and it's something i will never do and i want everyone out there to know that you don't have to bamboozle people to get them to to buy your products. You know, we do quite well at Pure Vitamin Club. We do really well at Pure Coffee Club. <clears throat> you guys had Andy Schreiber on. He'll tell you all about yeah. that. And that's what people should be doing. Yeah, you exactly. Know, I don't, like, like, I'm not selling a product saying, hey, if you want to lose weight, you have to do this. I don't do any of that. And, right, right. you know, I get to make some money, not as much as if I did the other thing. But guess what? I get to sleep at night when I do actually find time to go to sleep. <laughs> so, Renny, we're going to have to do part two after the, um, after the movie actually hits. Absolutely. And, and before 
you get so famous, we can't get around you. Debbie, but, I will never become so famous that I don't have time for you. Period. Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet. Thank you so same, much. Same here. It's been an honor just chatting with you, and I'm so glad to know you now, Vinny. The pleasure is all mine. Well, that was just wow. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Yeah, I gotta say I love the guy, but it, you know, just talking with him on that level mm-hmm. is a totally different level than we ever talk when we talk business. Oh, I'm sure. And it was really, really fun. We'll have to do that again. Yes, we, we definitely need a part two with Vinny. I'm, I'm very excited. I finally got to quote unquote meet the infamous Vinny and get to chat with him and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and my husband, he's a big fan of Adam Carolla. And when I was telling him that <clears throat> we were going to be interviewing this guy named Vinny and he goes, well, what's his name? And I told him and he goes, Oh, I've heard him on the show. <laughs> like <laughs> He probably really? heard the evil Vinny on the Adam Carolla show. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> so the R-rated. Yeah, if I remember correctly, there was a lot of f bombs in there. Absolutely love talking with him today. He is everything you guys said and more. So thank you, Vinny, so much for coming on the show and being a part of of our little show here. By the time this airs, Vinny will be in France. Yeah, hiking up a mountain. Huh? Hiking up Mont Blanc. Rough life he leads. I'm telling you, that's a that's a hard thing to do. I cannot imagine. But yeah. the the views, oh my goodness, the views have got to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see pictures on his Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, or wherever he's going to post, I'll have to make sure keep an eye out for that. So. That's about all the time we have for this week. As always, we appreciate you listening to Marketing Confidential Podcast. And I hope everyone has a great week. Uh, see you guys later. Bye, y'all.